not intoxicated could not explain his nudity. You Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Austin, Texas. Podcast hosted by Bruce and Steve. We're live. All righty, yeah, we're live now. So you're looking yeah. down intently to start the episode fifty-two. I'm, of Slurp yes, Post, I'm going to be looking down in in frustration, consternation, um, undulation, undulation. Yeah, no. Uh, we're upgrading our fleet from Android to Apple. Oh, fun! No. Because uh, <laughs> you're going from one semi-closed ecosystem to another closed ecosystem, and uh, nightmarish is not quite the word to describe how bad this has been. Uh, we have oh. 120 users that we have to migrate um, from one platform to the other, right? And uh, um. I use myself as a guinea pig and I'm trying to put my apps back together. And, uh, you know, it's those catch 22 loops where it's like, oh, you need to uh, authenticate through the authenticator app. And it's like, well, my authenticator app got nuked and now it's on the new device and I have to set it up. And it's like, okay, well, to set it up, go to your, your, uh, go to Facebook. And then when you go to Facebook, Facebook says, go to your app. And it's kind of like, fuck you both. Um, <laughs> I don't think you realize that you have this kind of interdependency that if one works, they both don't work. Uh, yeah, just giant eat a dick all around. <laughs> I'm making a note of that. Um, yeah, show title, eat a dick all around. Eat a dick around. <laughs> yeah. I wrote it down just in case. Um, so uh, how many devices did you say you were migrating? 120. By yourself? Or do you have help? Oh, yeah. It's Frank is my help. The, uh, you what know. Frank? If you work for an AT&T or Verizon or a T-Mobile I think you're trained to say that you're going to be there every step of the way right up until it gets hard. And then your manager's like, that's okay. You can walk away at that point. It's not going to matter. They're not going to notice that you're gone. Uh, Because everybody who tells me they can help me is like, "Um, go to the support page. A lying liar who lies. Yeah. Well, you know. So anyway. I wish I had a drop for me to say anything. Joe lies. No lies. Um, <laughs> Got a hard um, times from Dusty. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, how about this one? You had to do it the hard way. There you go. There you go. I knew we had something. Oh, man. So, um, not work related. What's going on? There is no life outside of work. <clears throat> Although, apparently, have my- you officially been assimilated at this point then? To what? The Apple world? Well, just the or, Borgs in general. No. My daughter might be going to K-State, so. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. was that Big 12? 
sure. <laughs> Sorry, I live in Big Twelve country, so I know. Um, and yeah, I and I have the Division Three A exemption that, that allows me to not pay attention to any of that. <laughs> SEC, sure, they investigate stocks. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I I will be honest with you. I've paid more attention to college football this year than I ever have in my life because I could give a rat's ass about the NFL right now. So, um, yeah. I've just kind of been following it. Plus, I'm enjoying that Alabama's getting the shit kicked out of them. So, so much for reloading, huh, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, everybody, everybody's buying players. The field's level. What? What? Oh, no. Let's hear it. Where's my NIL <laughs> or whatever? Um, so, well, last we talked about that, she was talking about like the Sunshine's Day. What, what made the, the, uh, no idea. Okay, that's fair. I, I mean, you know, it's the mind of a seventeen-year-old is a, is a strange thing. Yeah, I mean, she like actually arranged to to do. I guess they have to do it to graduate. But she, you know, she wants to do like athletic training or whatever. But she made arrangements to mm-hmm. do an internship at the physical therapy mm-hmm. place down the street. Didn't know she was into that. Didn't know nice. she did it. <laughs> it's kind of like, well, you know, she's into an internship. It's like what? <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're going to be engaged, my friend. Oh, no, 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 it, it's a two way street. We, we are very much a don't <laughs> ask, don't tell family. <laughs> I think I'm jealous of that a little bit. We may be an overshare family, um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we share nothing, you know. <laughs> okay, that's we're an okay. It, it does give you moments where you're like, I thought I was a good parent. I kind of think I should know this stuff. Oh, well. <laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, continuing oh, a long line of tradition of picking the college you didn't visit. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, wait, you didn't, you didn't visit Augie? You just went? Yep. Uh, I My that, first yeah, day on they, campus they... was the first time I saw that campus. <laughs> I, I I knew they offered no you the clue. full boat, the free ride. So I mean, but uh, I didn't know you didn't actually visit. I remember uh, you no. going to like the the one of the schools in San Antonio vaguely. Yeah, I did yeah. I, that's the thing. I I did go to the school in San Antonio, and I went to the University of Wyoming and kind of wandered around a little bit. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, um, and then. Um, yeah, it was like, well, I guess I'll pick this place. It looks nice. You know, so my whole family is like, oh, yeah, you picked a college based on the brochure. And that's like, well, better than doing it on like a football program. Well, there's that. I mean, oh, I you like know. the mascot. Oh, that's so cool. I what look good in their colors. What is a Buckeye exactly? Oh, it's a nut. But anyway, <laughs> it's a thing that falls from a tree. It's, it's a nut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, I can wrap my head around a Longhorn. And, sure. You know, and and Aggies makes sense if you know it's the is the land grant college. What that is it? It's sense. agriculture and mechanics. Is that it? It's what it's what A and M. I knew it. Every state has a land grant college. All right. Agricultural and mechanical. Yeah. I'm dropping knowledge. The land grant college. Technic- That's one step above uh, a reservation <laughs> college. But anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, technically LSU is the lay it should be louisiana a&m because it's 
the land grant college in Louisiana. So anyway, for what it's worth, every every state has one. So I'm trying to get myself framed. I think I'm. You need to far. go that way. I got it. Hang on. There we go. All right. Cool. Well, um, <laughs> he's I have disaster behind me. <laughs> Look, I keep meaning to get to this, and it just doesn't happen. So, um, I don't have any notes this week, so we're just gonna freestyle this. I don't have any starting points. Okay. Well, I do actually. So, cannonball run, right? That's okay. That was the only thing I had. We talked about it at the end of the last episode. We talked about we were gonna update so, the cannonball so, uh, run with the driver, with like, the yeah, main driver, like, like replacing 90s. Burt Reynolds. Yeah, go ahead. What you got? So at first I thought Joel McHale because he could do that snarky, but he's just too big, too beanpole, and yeah. quite honestly too snarky for the role. <laughs> um, and then I thought well, Richard Rawlings because he, the guy from uh, Fast and Loud, the Gas Monkey Garage guy, okay, not an actor, but I, I then I realized I think he actually based his personality on Bandit. So let's pick somebody <laughs> so else. Well, let me, let me, Scott here's what, Scott, that's, that's I good. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, I was going to go back to that article I wrote a billion years ago on Gonzo Geek, Vince Vaughn. That would work. Vin, too. Vince, Vince Vaughn, Vaughn and yeah, Danny he, McBride. also long. Danny McBride. Like, <laughs> Danny McBride is his Dom DeLuise. That would work. But you've got to, you've got to uh, put them in a rather large sports car that might not work. <laughs> Well, well, wait, or an, drove ambulance. an ambulance. This will an work. An ambulance. It works fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. And you put I'm Christopher Lloyd. In chaos, the... motherfucker. <laughs> and you put... Exactly. Put Christopher Lloyd in the back as the crazy doctor. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, and then God, we just yeah. need a couple of nuns on the run. You know, reality TV will produce a plethora of co-stars. You just take your pick. I'm going to go to the Big Brother set and say, wow, that's too bad. They kicked you out. You want to drive cross country on TV? And they'll say, sure. <laughs> and I won't actually have to pay them anymore. I had a couple of others just kind of in the 90s wheelhouse. Um, I want to put uh, Pamela Anderson and Jenny McCarthy in the Lamborghini in the in the zip-up cat suits because I think that okay. is a nice update there. Uh-huh. Um, I also wanted to get the cast of Jackass involved somehow. Oh, oh no, exactly. <laughs> they would just, if they would, it's, you know, convincing them that it's not a cross country, uh, demolition derby. <laughs> and then, and then for the Burt Reynolds, not the, the, for the, uh, Frank and Sam, Frank and Sammy, uh, uh-huh. over the hill musicians of multiple races. I'm going to go, uh, MC hammer and vanilla ice. That could work. A Michael Bublé would work better because I think he has the same smarmy charm. How about John, Michael Bublé and John Legend? <laughs> no, that, that would be that would be actually. You want to talk cool. about smarmy charm? That's what I got for John Legend. <laughs> Let's do that. That's better. I like Michael Bublé and John Legend dressed as priests in a Lamborghini <laughs> and a Lambo. <laughs> yes. And then, I was also thinking about holy water. Like, it's Buble. <laughs> product placement is already there. I was trying to think of other ones that were in those two movies. And the strangest pairing was when they had uh, Mel Tillis and Tony Danza and the orangutan in a car. <laughs> the orangutan from Clyde? Or uh-huh. from, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Mel so, Tillis. He's dead. Tony yeah. Danza is still around. I said we put Tony Danza and the orangutan back in the car, and 
I don't know, Billy Ray Cyrus. I don't know. That, 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 and, and you got to know your country music history to get 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 get, get that joke. <laughs> He's just a Coca Cola cowboy, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh hello. Um, so that's a fun mental exercise, if nothing else. It was a yes. It was a fun mental exercise. <laughs> we have comments. Is it Connor? Yeah. Yes. What is Connor feeling lonely? If you want, call it. Here I am. Here. Okay. <laughs> Connor, if you know if you know the Cannonball Run, we'll bring you in. But you have to yeah, tell me yeah. who played one of the nuns without looking it up. We in just one of the said movies. it. No, we didn't. Oh, nuns. Okay. We didn't say who played the nuns. We just said there were nuns. That's true. So. Yeah, Jackie Chan was in one of those. I know Jackass. <laughs> uh, speaking you of are Jackass, jackass son. <laughs> um, so speaking of Jackass, there's a show on Hulu called Reboot. I've been meaning to watch that. Actually, Chick from Smokey and the Bandit, Aunt May. Well, he's getting closer. That's my guess. Yeah. Sorry. Thanks for playing. Wrong Burt Reynolds movie. Although when Sally Fields home, did play a nun. She, uh, <laughs> sh- sh- <laughs> yes, but nobody in Cannonball Run flew in their habit. Um, <laughs> so the show reboot, uh, Johnny Knoxville's in it. It's actually pretty good. And uh, the other one who's not Jordan Peele. Uh, Keegan Michael Keegan, Key. the one with three names. Yeah, and that's what screws me up because I just want to. I ultimately either end up with uh, a Aaron or the one who's not Jordan Peele. <laughs> <laughs> Principal oh, Oshahana Hassi. You done fucked up now, Aaron. <laughs> it's actually uh, Judy Greer is in it. Paul Reiser's in it. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. He's making quite uh, a second career out of playing the old writer guy. And that's what he does in this one. He's the creator of the show they're rebooting, uh, and they're rebooting it because Hulu wanted something dark and edgy, and uh, Rachel Bloom pitched them, a, a you know, like basically a reboot of different strokes, but there's like a secret, you know, type of thing. Um, it's actually kind of funny. Uh, there's some very meta moments. I think when Paul Reiser and trying to pee on Chuck Lorre's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, <laughs> and he says, "You know, there's a time he goes that uh, I had two shows bounced from the schedule at CBS because they had to make room for ten of Chucks." You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then a moment where Keegan Michael uh, he's playing basketball with his co-star. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to hang out with my boys. Come play basketball with us. He goes, it's a Jewish school, and it's all like teenagers. And he says, I thought I was, you know, we were going to play like grown men. And he's like, oh, yeah, they've all been bar mitzvahs. (laughs) (laughs) That's a solid religion joke right there. Oh, it's a solid. Yeah, he lays one of the kids out, and people start popping out of the woodwork with cameras. And he's like begging them, you know, I don't want to be canceled. Please, please. She goes, you're anti-Semitic. He goes, I am not. Because I heard what you said. He goes, he was calling me. They were. They're trash talking in bad. (laughs) And actually, so that was a a fun watch. Uh, I think I did it in like three days. We have been watching The Watcher on Netflix. Have you seen that one? Uh, That's not the one with uh, coins and Henry Cavill, right? That's the other. No, no, no. That's the. That's the Witcher. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's. We need Letterman here to rip the eye off his shirt (laughs) and throw. Ooh, Electric Company reference. Wow. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, The Watcher is um, this show on Netflix. Uh, it's uh, Bobby Cannavale and oh. uh, Naomi Watts and um, uh, damn it, what's her name? Oh uh, shit, I'll think of it in a minute. Uh, but essentially, they buy this big fancy house in Jersey. And oh, then yeah, there's somebody yeah. watching like all the neighbors are creeps. Yeah, yeah. Richard Richard Kind is one. Um he plays a good creep. Yeah. Oh, and uh I'm having name issues today. Um Mia Farrow is one. And wow. she, it's the role she was born to play because she's super creepy in it. She's got like the Mary Hartman, <laughs> Mary Hartman pigtails, and um continuing our string of uh 70s oblique 70s show references and then um oh what is the woman's name she's oh god what's her name uh stifler's mom what's her name oh uh jennifer cooley thank you i could come up with that she's like the real estate agent and but then there's somebody watching the house and all this weird shit starts happening and i didn't want to watch it because i am not a fan of the they're inside the house genre because it just creeps me the fuck out um, I've never seen the movie The Strangers for the same reason. I don't want to, you know, consider that possibility, quite frankly. And Laura was like, I really want to watch it. All right, fine. And then we watched the first couple episodes. I'm like, you suck because now I want to see how this ends, but I'm creeped the fuck out. I'm going to get the bat and put it under the bed again. She's like, what good is that going to do you? I, am, I will sleep tonight knowing that it's in the room. That's all. I sleep better with wood. So, anyway. Hey! Oh. <laughs> Nice. Wish I'd thought of that. Um, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, shit. And then we were going to talk. Yeah, I know. I'm. I. I have. I've been under the weather because I had another bout where the CPAP machine was trying to kill me last week. <laughs> Stuffing. I, I, uh, yeah. I had the wind had blown up the day before, so there was wind everywhere. Crushed leaves. I go to bed. I can't breathe. I can't, you know, I mean, at one point I actually like jumped out of bed, ripped it off my head and spiked it like a football. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> went downstairs, sleep in a chair, sitting up, you know. Um, so yeah. So all weekend I've been feeling, you know, like uh, death warmed over. Yeah. I had uh, about seven days of the crud and or mm. ten, seven to 10 days. And so like, I, I, there was like five days. I just went upstairs, left the CPAP downstairs went upstairs and like i can't breathe so i'm not even going to try this and here's the problem with the cpap once you kind of like get used to it you you have those nights where you're like i'm not going to use it and then you're like halfway through the night like i can't believe i slept like this this is miserable <laughs> <laughs> or the next morning you're like oh wait there's that buzzing in my head again i i didn't i didn't miss that yeah oh my god i <laughs> forgotten what a half night's sleep felt like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've gotten really used to sleeping with it um like this morning i realized i had managed to roll all the way the other way away from the machine i had nice. enough <laughs> i had a position so i can maximize my yeah i was like oh look i'm all the way over oh that's kind of nice <laughs> maybe uh, i was just trying to get away from dresser yeah, <laughs> i was maybe i was just trying to roll away from democracy burning in front of me i don't know Ah, oh, I don't know. Democracy seemed to have pulled it out, kind of, sort of. It, it, it at least staunched, it at least didn't bleed out yeah. red. <laughs> it got the tourniquet right. <laughs> yeah, um, <exactly. laughs> we may still lose a limb, but 
Um, <laughs> we went to a thing today and, and the guy was a branding, branding expert, you know, mm-hmm. and he was talking about like letting his people bring themselves to work, you know, what? As he, well, it, because, you know, if bring their interests to work, you know, bring the oh, okay. whole person to work. And I said, well, if, if, if we do that, I'm going to come to work dressed like Fetterman every day with a hoodie and sweatpants. And I did have a stroke. So technically <laughs> I think it's allowed per ADA. Uh, <laughs> I, just... I think you can be the next Senator from Missouri. I am not certain, but I'm not stupid enough. Uh, <laughs> our governor, man, you want to talk about out kicking your coverage. He was like, you know, local, I think I'd said this last time. He used to be like a local sheriff. He got a lieutenant governor. The the main guy may have, you know, done some bondage with his mistress, taken nude pictures, and then blackmailed her with them. I don't know. Nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, classy, Eric. Classy. Hey, classy. And what so then this guy came in and just kind of bumbled through. You know, God guns and family values, and they keep reelecting him. (laughs) That sounds vaguely familiar. Our lieutenant governor. Oh, yeah. uh, Hey, is he still out of jail? (laughs) (laughs) So let's see. The the big three won again last night. Um, Uh So the the attorney general who's under indictment reelected to be the the head uh, law enforcement officer in the state of Texas. Excellent choice. Uh, Greg Abbott. Uh, third term, I still think he's he's bucking for a, a minimum of vice presidential slot in 2024. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Um, I don't think DeSantis, their buddy buddy. I think it's DeSantis Abbott, and that's terrifying. But yeah, culture wars forever. Yeah, you know, pretty much, uh-huh. pretty much. And then well, uh, everybody who, <laughs> everyone who's wronged us is, you know. <laughs> The, the, one of the, the, one, the one of the big three in Texas that scares me the most is the lieutenant governor. And, and his, his is... name is Dan Patrick. Oh, okay. Not, this, not the guy from Sports Center. Um, okay. Dan Patrick that would actually be, be kind of cool. That would be fun. You go, hey, welcome to the big show. Um, he's that's over how for a running that's mate. Your, your state of the uh, state of the state address starts. <laughs> hey, welcome, welcome to, to the, the big, big show. show. Before we get to the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> he's listed as day-to-day. We're all day to day. One of my favorites ever. That's my second favorite big show quote. My third favorite one is uh, Keith Oberman was showing a hockey highlight and somebody scored on the blues. And he said, and that one was for all of Alanis Morissette's pain. <laughs> wow. Because at the time they were speculating that you ought to know was written about some guy she dated on the blues. So scoring. And then my favorite one of all time was uh, somebody gave a rambling post game interview that made no sense. And they come back to Oberman and he said, or at least until the sun comes up over Santa Monica Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? But anyway, our, the Dan Patrick, who's our Lieutenant governor started out in Houston as a sportscaster. Dan Patrick, okay. not his real name. That's his sportscaster name. He may have changed it legally, but that's not his original name. Then he was a failed restaurateur. Okay. Then he bought this little uh, low-watt AM station in North Houston that you couldn't pick up on the south side on a cloudy day, and it became his uh, his hate okay. factory. His hate nice. factory. And he used that to, uh, to, to catapult himself into state office. 
where he continues to be the 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 second man, which means he's the first man up, and so that's terrifying. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't like him at all. Um, he just I, you always think that at some point he's the worst panderer of the three. You know, if, if Jews really did run the world as the anti-Semites say, you would think there'd be no anti-Semites. They'd just disappear in the night. A big Mossad <laughs> van would pull up and they'd be gone. <laughs> <laughs> big Mossad van. That's right. It's you know, van with a Star of David on the side. And then they a just tiny drive Star of David on the side. Not a huge one because it's subtle, you know. <laughs> Can't you just imagine like this rabbi sitting there in the dark with like one lamp on behind him, petting a cat in his lap, you know, <laughs> just, just kind of like the God, the Yid father, you know, just, he picks up the phone. Hey, he needs you to do me a favor. And boom. He is gone. I'm getting, I'm getting a visual of uh, Bruce Mahler's character from, uh, from Friday's <laughs> the rabbi he did. Uh, and Larry just, David, you know, <laughs> I, I just see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the, the hat and the curls and the beard, you know, and the cat and the prayer shawl and the cat, like a gold <laughs> Bond villain, you know. <laughs> the Yid Father. <laughs> I mean, truly, if they did, you'd think there'd be a guy like that. Pick yeah. up the phone. He pushes a button on his desk. And I mean, because that guy's gone. who's more feared than the Israeli Secret Service, man? Yes, that's what I'm saying. So that's they clearly a they're seven not day in war, dude. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe they're playing that fifth dimensional chess. All the pseudo geniuses are playing. You know, it's like Elon Musk burns Twitter the ground and all of his fans are like, he's got a plan, man. You just don't oh. get it. It's <laughs> okay. Meta. I, no, that was something that, I wanted to talk about was robot. Elon. <laughs> That was something I did want to talk about was Elon burning Twitter. And that was my exact turn of phrase. Elon was burning Twitter to the ground. I'm like, and Tesla's hemorrhaging money because now he's got to pay off this loan and everybody's jumping ship. So I don't think he's nearly the genius people think he is. Well, I never did. I always thought he was just a weird attention seeker, you know, yeah. and I didn't somehow or another fell into the money. And, and then people, I don't know, they looked at him and figured, we don't understand this guy. He's clearly a genius playing five-dimensional chess. And that, that, that is one of those, like, cliches that needs to get the fuck out of town. Just, just they're, they're playing, you know, super checkers. I don't know. <laughs> Shoot the ladders, man. I would, yes. That one, I definitely think. So, yes. I saw, I saw a meme yesterday, and it said, Five years ago, what everyone thought of Elon Musk, and it was Tony Stark in the Iron Man Oh, yes. Suit. And then <laughs> and now the next was... one is Thanos. Yes. <laughs> like that, uh, I, that's it right there. Yeah. I don't know. I've always kind of thought Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, since I brought up the MCU, um, you have any uh, thoughts on Wakanda Forever? I mean, it hasn't um, come out yet, but any pregame thoughts? Uh, it does appear to be like most of the other recent entries into the Marvel Cinematic University. Uh, university? <laughs> get your get uh, your daughter there. That's yeah. where the money is. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, it's supposedly the best one ever, you know, but we keep hearing that over and over again. Um, I did not like the story of the first one. 
the, as far as the origin stories go, it was just kind of like boilerplate. Yeah, it very much I was. Mean, I mean, different, but the same, you know. Um, but uh, as far as the look of the film uh, was amazing, you know, that they had so richly realized the Wakanda technology, the Wakanda society that, I mean, you, you, that world was fully realized and you, you felt every inch of it and you felt every inch of it was real. Uh, and I loved that part about it, but the story itself was kind of so, so. It was a very much a uh, cut and paste origin story. You're very much right about that. It was uh, exactly. Um, and that's the trap they've fallen into. Um, we, we've got a formula. We just have to mad lib these pieces for this character um, as a boy hero's name <laughs> person close to him who died um who died, yeah um, inner tragedy <laughs> <laughs> but uh no i color think, I mean, animal hero name um uh, yes. yeah i i'm i'm interested i want to see what they do with namor as a mayan i i kind of dig that aspect of what they're doing mm-hmm. Um, and I've read a couple of places, and because you know when you read it on the internet, it's true that the stinger might be Doctor Doom, which you know I yeah, might pay they, the they... price of admission to see that if I knew it were true, um, just to see what it looks like. Even if it's just like that Thanos turn in the first Avengers, where it's like the head. Oh, just in profile. Just, yeah, well, just if it's the just hood. the head, the head, the head under the hood with like a twinkle under the hood. That would do it for me. Yeah, but we don't get that. Uh, it's too much to hope for. Nope, we'll get a teaser for Ironheart or Armor Wars or um, I don't know. What's the next Disney Plus show? I don't know. They keep they keep adding people to the uh, Agatha Harkness show. Okay, which will be uh, like, yeah, I know. They added then, Aubrey Plaza this week, and I saw somebody had mocked her up as Mephisto because. Why not? Sure. And I don't hate okay. that, actually. Give it a run. Let's see what happens. Why not? Yeah, no, I, I just don't know what the uh, the next MCU TV show is. I figure it'll, whatever it is, it'll either be after the first of the year after Wakanda comes out. Yeah, I'm, I kind of think it's that animated devil dinosaur, but I'm not sure. Man, I'm not, Marvel is just... The hype machine is just. <laughs> I, I know I've I've I feel like we've reached well we're well we're we are well past saturation, mm-hmm. but I keep reminding myself that you know we're still getting above average, at worst average superhero movies on the regular, which you know, whoever thought we'd see that, but at the same time, you know. I don't know. We got to see something new at some point. Yeah. That. Well, oh, you know what the next thing is? Is the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, holiday special where they snag Kevin Bacon. That's what's next. Okay. There we go. Um, All right. So, you know, I, I, you know, that could be fun. I, as long as they throw those, you know, five or six people on the screen together, they have such good chemistry. They can do whatever they want with them. I know that they're running out of time on that group, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I read they're going to change the DECU to just the DCU. <laughs> it was like, yeah, because yes. that E was the problem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was the E, which stood for extreme. Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, and they got James Gunn. I forgot who somebody else, and I forgot who. But I mean, Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy movies have, by and large, been our characters have, by and large, been one of the highlights of the MCU. So, if he and can work, Suicide Squad was big. Was uh... it was way better than the first one. That's kind of damning with faint faint praise but i was gonna um, say you know that's yeah pick the bar up off the floor Woo, you cleared the <laughs> hurdle wow but it was i, I did enjoy it i mean I, again i never thought i'd see starro <laughs> in a live action movie so there are those moments when they go deep catalog and i'm like well okay that makes up for a lot just being able to say that happened mm-hmm and Peter Capaldi with a bunch of, you know, spark plugs jammed in his skull. Uh, oh, hey, since we're doing Doctor Who. Yeah, nice did, segue. Did you, yeah, did you watch the uh, the last, the tale of the Doctor, whatever in the hell her last episode was? I did, I did. Um, they still said, first, they still you did her watching dirty. it? Yeah, yeah, they did. Well, you're first watching, you're just kind of like, oh, this is cool, this is cool. And then you're like, wow, this is a lot of fan service. And then you're like, Oh, that's covering up a fuckload of plot holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, because then once you get to it, you're just like, uh, okay, so Sacha or whatever the actor's name, the guy playing the master, mm-hmm. uh, you wasted all of what he could have done and been. Because I think he would have been, been a great master. Oh, he charismatic. Was so I, I mean, hit him in like Missy on steroids oh, from Capaldi's right. Yeah, what they blew it. I, it's something else they did did her dirty. She could have had one of the all time great masters. Uh, I mean, he was he was yeah so he good. was committed to it and he was playing it as like that spooky wrong nut job out for revenge. Speaking of Bond villains earlier, he was uh-huh. kind of like you know the Gallifreyan Bond villain. Yeah, that's that would have been cool, but then the rest of it was just sort of like yes, yes. I I don't think that you know people say that she was a bad doctor. No, I no. actually think Jody probably would have been pretty good if she had. She some didn't bad get a story. She didn't. She didn't get a crack. I mean, you can't. I will. I will die on this hill. You can't judge her doctor based on the material she had to work with because they I had awful fucking, stories. No, they were terrible. Uh, there's some up and down you, the up and down the run. There was nothing. There's nothing memorable about her run. With every doctor up until now, since the reboot, there's been mm-hmm. at least something memorable, even if it was a companion. Yeah, something memorable. We talked earlier about boilerplate. Her whole run was boilerplate. It was insert vintage villain update mm-hmm. for today. Blah blah blah. I mean, it was that's what the, her whole run was. <laughs> And it was. It was so bad. And it's like the companions. Okay, I don't understand why we're giving her three companions. You want to give her uh, two is the max. I think two is the max. Then you create a happy little trio, you know. Um, so, like, I'm thinking Capaldi, Bill, and Nardal. Though right. That was a good dynamic. That was. I think her and Graham and Yaz could have been a great dynamic. Yeah. Because well, I many- loved Graham. I, really I did too. Did he was fantastic because he had that sort of pluckish, I'm going to go fight for you, but I really don't know why kind of, he was like, well, clueless and that was in that last <laughs> episode. That was one of the things that bugged the shit out of me was suddenly Graham was in the tunnels. What? How? How? What the fuck was that? How did what he, he be there? Is he just out spelunking? What the hell was that? Um, 
yeah, you know, he's continued his life as an adventurer. It just, uh, yeah, I <laughs> that one I, it literally took me out of this show. I was like, what is like, that? Oh, cool, Graham's back. Why is Graham <laughs> in Mount Vesuvius? <laughs> in another country. And in, why is he in another country? In a country? war zone. He's a pensioner. <laughs> he, he, he lost his wife bus. and never really grieved her. No. And and so I think he went on the grand adventure so he didn't have to grieve her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I did actually like his relationship to the kid whose yeah. name escapes me. Yeah. Because they, you know. I was just thinking, she, she went through three, four, five companions, six companions uh, in that uh, nope, run. Nope. Nope. She had Graham, the other dude, and Yaz. No, for the the Graham's wife was was in a couple of them. She was with him for a yeah, while. She bought it in the first one. Did she? Okay, it's been so long. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, so it was always okay, the three. Two. Okay, it was always those three, and then they they dropped Graham and his grandson and picked up Dan, who might have been good, but you couldn't understand a goddamn word he said. <laughs> and I think even Dan... if you're English, you'd be like, "What the hell." <laughs> Let's go to get the back of him to Emily. What? <laughs> it's like and then Grant's English disappearance in the special was just like Dan's disappearance. It's like we're on the magic train. Oh yo, he just looks at his helmet and you're like, he's not seriously going to just walk off. And he's like, he's gone. And you're like, no, no, he should be fighting alongside Graham in the I, weird mystical tunnel with Ace, I think it was. Or... <laughs> oh, yeah. The guy who drives flying the old Battlestar Galactica ship. Oh, yeah. That's Wasn't a it a Cylon ship? In. Yeah. Tay's <laughs> <laughs> Viper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and Dan, I felt like a couple of times that spot was written for Jack Harkness and they couldn't get him back. So they went with instead of the charming devil may care swashbuckler maybe the face of boa guy to to clueless Dan. Yeah, I kind of, there's a couple of instances where I'm like, that scenario was built with a Jack Harkness, at least a Jack Harkness guest appearance in mind, and then we had Somebody a hole else. to plug. Yeah, yeah. So she, should we she, talk? Uh, about, she got screwed. She she really did. Um, and then the whole regeneration at the end. Let's talk about David that. Tennant. Okay, <laughs> I'm like going. Okay, I've watched the show. I've seen most of the regeneration scenes. Very rarely do the clothes change Thank with the you. doctor. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, he should have been up there on the mountain, dressed like Mork from Mork with the long yes. trench coat. And, and his first word should have been Exeter. Is that you? <laughs> 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 yeah, when when he was when the regeneration started and the clothes didn't evaporate, I had the same thought. I'm like, the clothes, the clothes don't regenerate. What is happening? Yeah, uh, and and then that should have been my first clue, but I I hadn't read anything. I didn't know it was coming. I think they did a pretty good job of keeping that under wraps because they had announced the next guy. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess we're gonna get tenant for like three or four episodes through three the specials, yeah. yeah. And even Donna coming back, who Donna oh. is one of my favorite companions. See, I didn't care for her that much, but that's, you know, I like what she did to the doctor 
is that she made him and grounded him in a way because like Mar Martha was in love with him and he kind of got away with whatever. And, and I thought Donna at least challenged him and kept him honest. That's fair. I, I, I really liked Martha. I feel like she might be the most underrated of the new companions. I don't know. I hate Billy or um, Billy Piper Rose. I do not like her. Yeah, I didn't care for she. I, I will be honest. I only ever watched the original Doctor Who sort of intermittently when it was on PBS. So mm -hmm. I don't have a great deal of um, affection or attachment to any of the old characters or the old companions. So she was really the first companion I got to know. And so I, I yeah. guess maybe she's got a little, little, you know, special place for me. But I get it. I do get it. Mm -hmm. um, and I was gonna. We were talking about the the clothes when the master came out of the TARDIS dressed in the pieces of all the old doctor's clothes. That was fantastic. That was amazing. And that to was me a, is what this whole run could have been. Just yes. that kind of, you know. Thumb just, in the eye. Yeah. And he could have been, I think, a very, I, I think he would have elevated Jody's. I mean, you're assuming that, that they gave him, they would have given him good material to work with, but him having good material to work with would have elevated her doctor because now you would have seemed more like a chess match and more like stakes, you know, yeah. as opposed to, um, although one of the more heartbreaking moments for me in the show was when they went back to the Rosa Parks thing and, um, I don't know if you ever saw it, but the, you know they're down to the day where the guy won't give up the seat on the bus, and it ends up being Graham. Yeah, so he's married to a black woman, and you could see every emotion in his face. Oh, that was hard. And then it was right. just the killing heartbreaking. Him. It was just that was, and it was like that is a great. I mean, you are you're in the moment. You're just like that's fantastic. And then some guy shows up out of time uh, as a prisoner, an escape prisoner. He starts shooting shit up with a laser gun and you're just like, and scene. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they just can't get out of their own way. Mm -hmm. um, but the the level of unnecessary fan service during Jody's run, I think, was what killed it. They never let really her. let her never really let her doctor develop her own they'd never get their own rogues gallery but her own interpretation of the rogues gallery it was like well here are david Tennant's daleks are are uh matt smith's cybermen it kind of felt like they you know here we we're just picking pieces from previous runs and dropping them in here i don't know again we're back to the mad living but um that's kind of what it always well. felt like to me I would say that she just it seemed hemmed in. And I don't know if that's because Kinnabal, Cinnabon, whatever the hell his name is. It's not Cinnabon. It's cuticle? I don't know. Cuticle. Yeah, cuticle Cinnabon. Like, you know, wild kittens. Uh, hold Chris on, cuticle. hold on. I have to write this down. Cuticle Cinnabon. <laughs> like, taquito, taquito wild, wild Keep going. I'm just writing. Men who may have Ignore. done more harm to their respective franchises than they intended to. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, I always felt like his run was just, just it felt so um, tight. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, we're going to run with this, but then the fans are going to get mad because she's a chick. So we're going to back it off. And then we're going to be, I, we're gonna we're gonna it's tease over. It's the doctors with. by, and then we're gonna back off that, yeah. and then we're gonna 
there's going to be. I'm a, looking a, for the. I'm looking forward to the new guy, Nick Cootie. I I don't even. Oh, know we're going to create is. more weird names. If I no, we're this. not going to do any more. We just came up with with Nick Cutie Cutie for the night. I don't know what the hell his name is. Bubble Bop a lot. Bam boom. Um. Um. We'll see. They even kind of hinted his regeneration in some things where he's like wearing Tenet's shirt and tie and just is like, what the hell? So you're like, oh, so he's going to regenerate proper. <laughs> so it, so apparently the clothes only regenerate if it's David Tennant or female to male. I, there's That's some right. sort of chromosomal thing involved. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That was, I was, I, I was, I was genuinely happy when I saw David Tennant, even though it makes no fucking sense right now. Um, when I saw him standing, I'm like, all right, sure. Why not? Can't be any worse. <laughs> Jody Whitaker. We wish you had better material. That's what we're saying. We think your doctor could have been great, uh, but they didn't, they did you wrong. They did you badly wrong. So, yeah. So what are we going to do now? The follows the, the let's do that. that yeah. Hold let's on. that. That'd yeah, let's fun. do that. So one of the things we talked about doing tonight was um, talking about some of the fun or unusual people that we follow. Um, so you sent me some. Um, I have a special treat. So let me know when you're ready and I'll we'll fire it up. Okay, we'll do the first one because I keep meaning to talk about this one guy. Okay. Uh, Triple Play Designs. Triple Play Designs. Gotcha. He does. And What's if you that? look him up, there we go. If you look him up, he does like a ton of baseball related stuff. Um, I looked at it when you designer. sent it to me. Huh? I looked yeah. at it when you sent it to me. Oh, man. Cool stuff. Cool, cool stuff. And it's one of those where you, you look at somebody, like for me, I look at somebody's, like his art and think, damn, I wish I could do that, you know, but I don't have the time to practice to that level um, because I think I could. But <laughs> I know you could. Um, and the other thing is, is I would love to get something of his. Um, if he would do the right character, somebody that I really connected to. You didn't like, uh, I, I loved the Raleigh fingers. I, that one would just jumped off the page. That's the thing. The, the Raleigh fingers is cool. He did a, a Bob Gibson one. That's really cool. Um, he, it's like his number series. He's done like one print a month. Um, and he went way, way back in the way back machine and did like some old time, old time guys. Um, but he's done some very cool stuff. The Raleigh Fingers, I do like the Raleigh Fingers a lot. Um, he's also done a bunch of work for the Negro Leagues Museum. Oh, so, is that where you found him? Uh, I don't know how I found him. I think he just popped up in my feed one of those days. It's like one of those where you go to like your Instagram search feed and yeah. all those windows pop up and you're like, I don't ever remember looking at female bodybuilders this much. Uh <laughs> You only have to was, do it once. That algorithm, it. Is a, that algorithm is bullshit because it's click it once and you're going to load you up. Yeah, because I'm sitting there going, why are all I, – I didn't even – I was like, it's a woman doing yoga. It's a woman doing yoga. It's a woman doing yoga. Wow, it's a woman doing yoga, you know. And then it was female bodybuilders for a while. Uh, it got onto spaceships for a while. And then it just got onto like not bizarro graphic artists but just – all kinds of different, I mean, tons of different styles. And I ended up following like, you know, a half dozen of them. It's like, that's cool. He's one of the ones I follow because I think he's, I, I like his art. I think it's very, very cool. And I keep waiting, hoping, you know, he does a player that I'm going to be like, yeah, that's the guy. That's the one I want, you know, mm -hmm. something like that. 
like a Pete like a Randy Johnson oh, that takes up the whole like diagonal of the of the canvas, like arms everywhere, arms and legs everywhere. <laughs> that would be fine with the exploding bird in the corner. Yes, <clears throat> you, you know Randy Johnson is is a uh, sports photographer now. Oh, he is. Yes, he's like I saw a picture of him. That's what he does now, and, and his logo has an exploding bird in it. So he's totally Nicely leaning done. into that. But yeah, there was a picture of him down in like one of the dugout pits with like the big giant camera. Okay, so fine. Doing. Anyway, I'd also sorry. like to see like a Lou Pinella working a butt over there at the you know at the edge of the dugout. <laughs> Dusty, Dusty Baker doing on a toothpick. Yeah, Dusty Baker going through like Oliver Peck on the the eight masters. They just. <laughs> So anyway, he's a guy yeah. that, that I like. How to about follow. those Astros? By the sorry, you know, they try to make such a big deal out of uh, uh, Maldonado's bat. You know about him using an illegal bat, yeah. and everybody's like, "They're cheaters! They're cheaters!" And you're like, "No, it's a safety thing. It's not a cheating thing. It's like he could hit a fly ball and take a pitcher out. You know, <laughs> leave splinters." <laughs> oh, he's like every every time there was anything that like even looked remotely, um, you know. Irregular. Oh, they're cheating again. No, they're just kicking everybody's ass. Uh, the ball I mean, that bounced over the first base that got called foul, you know, it was, it was clearly fair. And you're just like, yeah, well, there's no. a reason that we're all not umpires. And it's because yeah. we see what we want to see. And when you see it from different angles, you're like, it's very, very close. And he had to make a decision in the moment. Like that. Bang, foul. bang. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he was the, the umpire was standing right over it. So give him that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I the Phillies watch. really had a chance. Um, kind of surprised. Well, except it. for that one night. <laughs> oh <laughs> they yeah, used when... up all their mojo the one night. Uh, <laughs> game three, wasn't uh -huh. it? Yeah, and that's why we didn't record last Wednesday, by the way, because I was watching the no hitter. So. <laughs> Yes, the the no. Yes, I like that. You know, and, and somebody's like, "Did they throw a no hitter?" And it's like I think you should just say they no hit the Phillies. That's the way you say it, because you had four pitchers or three pitchers or whatever. It's not like they 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 threw a a, a team no hitter. To me, is just you no hit that team. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but the the parlance has always been a combined no hitter. So, I mean, in that regard, I mean, they're just if you're using that, I don't. No single pitcher threw a new hitter. The staff threw a new hitter. But yeah, I, I get to what you're saying. I, I hear you. Oh, no, I but think yeah. it's amazing because they've done that a couple times to people. I know they've done it to yeah. the Yankees twice. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of jackasses. Really couldn't. Uh, that team's going to blow oh, up. That, I, think. I saw a list the other day of all the guys that have filed for free agency. They're yeah, in Rizzo, trouble. Ben Attendee. Uh, judge judge is going to make Chapman. I thought, uh, yep, or oldest Chapman's gone. It was like 12 guys. This was just on the on the waiver or the, the transaction report file for free agency. <laughs> oh, that's most of the players that did it. And, and Judge is going to make so much goddamn money. He is. And I, 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 based on his history, I think because this was a career year for him. Oh, yeah. Now, I wouldn't mind seeing him going over to the National League and then like baking Barry Bonds' record over there. Because my feeling was either you just walk him for the rest of the season or you pitch to him and let him go for 75. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I saw a thing that said the, the leading contender, contenders for his services were the Giants. So mm -hmm. it'd be even better if he were in the Giants uniform and broke Bonds' record. I think that would be 
just the oh best. yeah that that you want to talk about a legacy is that you bay you you get Maris's record as a Yankee and then you get Bond's record as oh a wow yes see I, I've been watching sports I know how we make and craft and manipulate these storylines so that's what I'm going with <laughs> He said he signs with the Giants. He hits 75. That's amazing. Gone. That would be <laughs> amazing. Okay, so we're going to mark that So down. then when he comes it's, up on like no... seven, whatever, he goes and signs with the Braves. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, while we're on baseball, before we go to the next follow, um, I read earlier in the week that Ace – there's a sign, I swear, that Ace Atkins is stepping away from the Spencer books. He's going oh, to yeah? stop writing them. And okay. the, the new writer of Spencer is going to be Mike Lupica. Well, that's funny because I almost said his name, but I think he's been like writing the Westerns. <laughs> yeah, he's been writing. I think uh, the, the, or the, the Jesse Stones. Played that, yes. But they're okay. giving him, I guess he's done well enough. He gets he gets promoted to the majors. He goes from AAA to the majors. He got the call up gets to the, the big show. the call up to Spencer, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not really down there with Jesse Stone. How'd you like a shot at the big leagues? Son, I'd like to call you up and have you write Spence Fryer. <laughs> I I don't hate Lupica, and he has promote, probably well, or, uh, you got to promote those two detectives. <laughs> um, but uh, I think his voice might be better. He's got he's more of a Northeast guy. Okay. So, I mean, I think because I, I read one of the Ace Atkins Spencer, I'm like, I can't. It's not Parker's voice. Ace Atkins is way too Southern. It just, it's not working. So I might have to give one of the Lupica books a try just to see how it works out. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It's, all right. I so that's that one of my follows. Okay. All right. Well, I'll see. <laughs> I was, I was right, looking gonna... at the time. We're like 53 minutes. So like, uh, it's oh. okay. We, we're good. We're good. Um, all, right. all right. I'm going to show you one of mine real quick and then we'll go back to your other one. Okay. All right. All right, so this one is mine. Uh, he's on Instagram, Ralph the Baker. Dude is um, from South Louisiana. Okay. He's got the accent, and he does this, all these great, like, Cajun recipes or Cajun spins on traditional recipes. Spends a lot of time with his flat top grill. Uh, he's got the big uh, aluminum stock pot. He makes soups and gumbos and things in. Um, I think I mentioned a couple of episodes ago, there was one where he was going to make an alligator tail sauce pecan and he was holding a little baby alligator in his hand while he was introducing it. Um, he's really a fun follow. I mean, it, it makes me hungry every time I watch one of his videos, but the other day he made a uh, cream cheese boudin dip that I'm going to make for Thanksgiving because it looked really fucking good. So uh, Ralph the Baker is a lot of fun to follow and watch the man cook. So, and see, I was going to have uh, another Cajun guy, a uh, stale cracker. And I didn't send it to him because as I was looking him up, uh, apparently, you know, his persona that cooks, it's a persona because it's like, it's obvious a wig, uh, but apparently he's a Louisiana highway patrolman. Oh, is that the guy with the long blonde hair? Long blonde hair. Who, yes. Uh, okay. Who, who uh, may have walked away from a boat accident. <laughs> oh no oh no i've seen that one i've seen that one yeah all right i've got your other one teed up here hold on i like this feature this is fun let's see all right there you go your another your other guy's up so my other guy is another one of those that like shows up in your instagram feed at a weird time 
uh, it's Brian Pirup, I believe. Um, but what I like is he's been doing what got me is he was doing this junk wax baseball card uh, thing where he's looking for like five specific cards from vintage 80, late eighties, early eighties, mid eighties uh, baseball card sets. <clears throat> yeah. And so he's basically traveling around. He's a big baseball card guy. And, you know, I've mentioned before that every now and again, I get suckered into watching these guys doing breaks. Um, and, you know, they're like all cheesing out. So, like, oh, Justin Eber, ah! you know, and it's like, okay, great. You know, it's, it's a Chrome. Woo. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a cover variant. We've done this already. We've done this ever. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, the modern packs is that you basically, you know, you spend a ton of money, you get this big box, you open it up and there's all this presentation and you get this little foil pack with like 10 cards in it or five cards in it. One of them's guaranteed to be like, you know, somebody's Jersey or autograph or whatnot. Um, it's just kind of fun to watch this guy go, and buy one of these like old packs at one of these old time, I want to say old time, but one of these hoarder-esque card places, you know, right, where like right. they, they walk in and there's just, there's, there's boxes everywhere. And the, and um, I, the one I, when I saw like the guy had like the wall of the little pullout drawers. Yes. The yes, counter. yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. He goes into places like that. He buys a box of this stuff and just starts ripping and going. And it's kind of cool to watch him do it. And I think I mentioned that you that, uh, to to Chris Weinrich, Weinrich, my buddy, big baseball card collector. And he talks about like watching these old guys rip packs open. And I go, but it's just kind of fun because you realize just how much scrubs there are <laughs> in baseball. Because he's like going, all right, okay, we got the 1988 set, you know, and he goes, pulls out the first card. And you're like, oh, yeah, uh, I've heard of him. You know, I remember that guy. And then like the next nine names, you're like, no idea. You know, <laughs> they, they, they Dusty McGruber, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gavin McShooter. You're just pulling out these <laughs> names. You're just watching them go. And you're like, I I'm a fan of that team. I have no idea who that guy is. You know? <laughs> it must have been before I moved to town. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> uh, and then he'll pull out, ooh, uh, you know, Steve Garvey. And you're like, he was still playing in 1988? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who was he playing for in 1988? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that kind of stuff as he yeah. pulls out through these yeah. cards. And you just are, you know, oh, I remember that guy. And, oh, that name sounds familiar. And well, he was, a, that was, he got in the league that long, you know? Um, and he's, he's personable. Yeah. He's not overly excitable. I mean, he is when he finds his thing. But it, it feels like he's just excited just to do it. And that's kind of cool to see that kind of passion. And it makes you kind of go, I want to do something like that. I want to, I want to, I want to, I'm not going to go buy tons and tons of cards because there's nobody I'm looking for. And I could go and get, you know, a, a Matt Stairs rookie card off of eBay tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Before we even talk about the next follow, I will have that card. Uh, it might even be at your house. Um... <laughs> the little drone will deliver to my door. Yeah. Oh, that's you know it's funny that you mean that because when we were watching the World Series last week, and they were talking about you know Dusty Road, Dusty Roads, goddamn Dusty Rhodes, Dusty Baker, <laughs> Dusty Rhodes never won a World Series either, but Dusty no. Baker has not won a World Series as a manager. Um, and I was, you I was talking a about bitch. are you a pitcher <laughs> or a belly itcher? <laughs> 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 Nola R. 
Renetta, are you a pitcher? Oh, yes. belly itch. You don't know hard times. Hard times is trying to hard hit a knuckleball, baby. Uh. Hard times is being down in the count. <laughs> <laughs> and they throw the hot cheese, baby. Um. <laughs> but I, they were talking about Dusty Baker, and I remember, I remember Dusty Baker as a player when he played with the Dodgers in the 70s. I mean, that was, you know, the Ron, it was the Steve Garvey, Ron Say, Davey Lopes. I can't yeah. remember the other member of the infield right now, but, and he was one of the outfielders. I'm like, hold on. There's a box of baseball, or there was a box of baseball cards at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you there's a Dusty Baker in there, uh, like when he's very young. I guarantee it. I need oh, to have my parents, if they know where that box is, bring it to my house at Thanksgiving because in that box, if everything is still the way I left it, there's all the old baseball cards. Uh-huh. There's Star Wars cards. Nice. There's Charlie's Angels cards. And the boy might get paid on eBay. They're not going to be in great <laughs> shape, but they're still there. All right. They were all in the box together. <laughs> it was a green, it was a Puma shoe box, green Puma shoe box. I know what it looked like. I just don't know where the fuck it is or if it still exists. So I have to ask my mom next time I talk to her. Um, it is probably in one of, as my brother-in-law refers to it, one of the bunkers at the house because she's always pulling shit out that we didn't know she still had. <laughs> I have some concerns. So love you, mom. <laughs> All right. Here's my next one. And uh, this one um, is, uh, his name is Beardo. He's the Beardo Weirdo. Okay. And it's this big guy, and I believe he, I believe he works in restaurants, and he does a lot of food reaction videos. Oh, the uh, ones where he's like sitting there, and like, like, like the guys, you know, takes like a hot pretzel, then he puts a cheese on it. He's like over here, like this. Yeah, and he goes, and then he like throws something. I'm else never on gonna it. be a skinny man. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> that's some serious fat guy shit. That's the one. Yeah, I love his reactions. Um, and just some, I don't know why I'm watching so many food videos as I, but anyway. Because uh, you've worked through the female bodybuilders. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah. Um, but he's fun just to watch him react to stuff. I mean, he's doing some other stuff that's not uh, necessarily his reaction videos. I think he's working on the stand up comedy routine or career and does some other, you know, sponsored stuff. But I still love his food. I saw one today where uh, they had a, a double size like hot dog bun and they slid a little pizza into it <laughs> halfway in and then they put the hot dog in and folded the pizza over and it was the <laughs> I'm never gonna be a skinny man or so whatever it is he does, you know and it's like who thinks of that shit I don't know mm-hmm. okay, um, Beardo the Weirdo Beardo Weirdo um, and speaking of stand up uh, two Fridays ago I saw our buddy Hunter Roberts do his stand-up routine here in, in town. Oh, really? He was in town okay, for cool. like three or four shows, and um, he did two in Houston. Obviously, I'm not there anymore, but he came to Austin, and I caught his second show uh, at this really cool little like uh, dive comedy show, comedy bar I didn't know existed, which was really cool. Uh, he was the semi-main event guy, um, and in my opinion, of course, you know, there's some bias, but. Uh, I thought his stuff was the best of anyone at that show. Um, he was strong. He had he, he he did his delivery. He did his hunter thing, man, and he got into some stuff, and it was really funny. He's got a bit about uh, a car dealership in Tennessee that has a monkey for a mascot that turned into some weird shit, and then he did a whole Pixar chunk, which was <laughs> fucking phenomenal. 
Um, we kept screaming, what the fuck, Darla? What the fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so if you get the opportunity to see our buddy Hunter Roberts when he's out doing stand-up, go see the man. He's very oh. good at what he does. Uh, tag him in the show notes. I'm something. going to, and I'm going to reach out to him again to see if we can get him on the show. Um, just, especially now that he, we're live it, streaming. He came to town and it would have been fun to see him, but they put him on last. He was like the second to last or last guy in this comedy. Yeah. Thing. And it was like, uh, dude, it's midnight and we got a kid. <laughs> 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 That's like, I, I would love to see your act, man, but I, I can't get, I, we gotta go. I gotta be a parent. Well, the really cool part about it was that day we found out one of our dogs has cancer. And I was like, I was had planned to go. And then I, I texted him. And I'm like, look, dude, just found this out. It's my wife's dog. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it tonight. And she was like, you need to go. I'm going to be fine. Go. Okay. Well, yeah, he was doing, he did three shows that night. He did one at another comedy spot. And then he did two at this place. So I caught his second show, the early one here. So it was like eight o'clock. So I was home by 10. Um, um, like I said, it was a little, little, I would never have known it was there, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> I feel like, uh, based on where it is, uh, in this little, little club right next to the train tracks downtown, I probably passed it one time when I took the boys, uh, when Lauren and I took the boys on the Thomas the Tank Engine day out because it went down through East Austin on mm-hmm. that stretch of track. So I probably passed it at least once many thousands of years ago. But, um, yeah, but Hunter did a really cool job. And... Um, uh, I'm going to tag him in the video and the other stuff. Um, but go see the dude. He's really good at what he does. Um, I was really impressed. He is hashtag up and coming. Um, Confidence of a tall man. He does have that for damn sure. All right. I got one more I want to throw up and then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up. I, I use one. that line. Confidence of a tall man. Cause they, they said something. Oh, you do this, this. And I go, I've got the confidence of a tall man. That's why <laughs> <laughs> walked out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I Alrighty, threw up hanging, hanging with, with Dr. Z. Z. Yeah, because <laughs> you and I talked about this one a couple of days ago because we were circling it independent of one another. Um, this one is fun. Um, it is uh, comedian Dana Gould, I believe, is the one behind it. it. Um, and he's somehow gotten a hold of a full-fledged uh, 1960s Dr. Zayas Planet of the Apes costume. And he does these videos where he does where he plays Dr. Zayas as a 70s movie star Lothario. And it's hysterical. It is the, I like the the story about Clyde, you know, when your new friend, your new best friend is Andy Dick. Your next best friend is Betty Ford. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one the, the one I sent you where he talked about uh killing a homeless man and God telling him to leave the flee the scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's only one cat that I listened to. <laughs> and when I heard that voice, I knew it was the man upstairs looking out for me. And I saw he's got one. I haven't watched it yet. It says Bruce Lee story. Oh, I'm totally watching that one next. Um, but yeah, um, he's in the full Dr. Zayas suit. I didn't know you could buy those. No, those are fun to watch. He uh, he also, I, I was looking through his Instagram feed. I think it's yeah, it's Instagram. Where he does like full-blown you know, things about getting the call to come down to do the love boat, you know, Aaron slappy spelling calls you and tells you to be at the dock at 10. You're at the dock at nine, you know, and it's kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of weird. Cause I do think the things are funny. I also think they're funny because we're the age that we are. 
yeah. which I believe is the same age Dana Gould is. Yeah, it's so very that, close. It's very so, close. Because he kind of comes off as like, if uh, I remember watching early Carsons, like when he would have like some of these guys out there and they would talk in that really insular hip culture where they just like name drop everybody. And it, it had that sort of mystique and that swank and that kind of, you know, that, 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 that vibe that you're kind of like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember those days. And it was just, uh, just very funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really cool idea. And I've seen a couple of similar things where people have done, um, uh, like just they they mock and it may be him I'm gonna have to double check but they mock Dr. Zayas into old black and white photos like there was one with him like Marilyn Monroe all draped over somebody in a tuxedo and they photoshopped Dr. Zayas's head onto the tuxedo and it's so dim black and white it looks like an old Hollywood photo with, with Dr. Zayas like sl- sliming on starlets I, oh, I think you, those might be him doing. I, they may yeah. be. They may be. I'm going to have to double check. And they are but, funny. Um, they're, they're funny. It, they're, they're, I, I do think they're hysterical, but I also think that it's, it's, we're the tail end of that audience that's going to get that joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we are squarely in the wheelhouse for that joke because of what he's doing is referencing <laughs> shit that we grew up with. Oh, and yeah. he did you, too. I mean, if you're making love boat <laughs> references, you're narrow casting for your audience. I mean, it's our, just. Getting uh, being in the bathroom, uh, the bathroom at the Battle of the Network Stars when Gabe Kaplan breaks in, and you're kind of like going, "Okay, Gabe Kaplan, Gabe Kaplan, welcome back, Cotter, the fish that saved Pittsburgh, or whatever." Yeah, that's the movie, it. the basketball movie, mm-hmm. and then uh, one man Groucho Marx impression show on HBO, yep. and then he's gone. And the only <laughs> way you know who Gabe Kaplan is now is he's he that little poker. white froggy guy that just looks like Richard Kind actually at the World Series of Poker. Without the Jufro. He doesn't <laughs> without, have the Jufro anymore. Without the Jufro because yeah he's like gone all bald. He's just... <laughs> no sweater vest and no Jufro. He doesn't look right. He does not look right. But, but if you look closely you can kind of see mm-hmm. Then again, Mr. if in the world, we'd know who Gabe Kaplan was. <laughs> For all we know, he's the Yid father. <laughs> he's up there in his mansion. <laughs> he's in the penthouse at the Riviera. <laughs> Just mountains of blow everywhere. Hooker's passed out. Hooker's, dressed up, like, Hooker's dressed up like Marcia Strassman. Thank you and good night. He's got that Phil uh, Ivy guy doing, you know, uh, Phil Helmuth guy. He's got him doing horse shock, you know. Oh, 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 Mr. Cotta, Mr. Cotta. <laughs> He's blowing holes in pictures of Mr. Woodman on the wall. Blam, 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 blam. Like Elvis. Blam, blam. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right, you know what? I wouldn't be pictures of Woodman. He'd be blowing holes in posters of Travolta. That's who he'd be blowing holes. That's, that's who it would be. Yes. And again, if they did. I don't think that John would have the career he was because Kaplan had talked to some people, do some favors, and he's gone. <laughs> well, maybe he did a couple of times because, you know, John's had an up-and-down career. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so I think you might be onto something. <laughs> yeah, we circled back around to the Yid father. This yeah, we did. Good. I think we're done now. <laughs> Whenever we can land, <laughs> we stick the landing like that. <laughs> Your boy is like, I have no idea night. what's going on, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well see that? that's what i'm saying 
if Dr. Z tells a story about Gabe Kaplan, you and I get it. Moist boy over here does not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Moisty. Tell you what, Moist boy, when you're home for the holidays, if we do a podcast, we'll just sit in. That's and we'll right. educate you. And then we'll, we'll yeah, we'll find uh, Welcome Back Cotter reruns and just kind of. <laughs> we can live stream one of those. Oh my God! You could cast. You, you realize you could cast Welcome Back Cotter with World Series of Poker players. Lloyd Brunson <laughs> I, as Mr. Woodman. I have not watched <laughs> enough World Series of Poker to play that game with you. I'm sorry. Yes, I I, I unfortunately have because it's one of those where I don't play poker. I don't understand how the game works at all. But I know that if I got to play it, where uh, I got everybody got their cards down, and then I could watch on TV what everybody had. I did really, really good. <laughs> I the 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 math on, that they throw up there. I mean, I know they have a machine doing it. Johnny Five Card is not whipping out the statistical numbers. Somebody's feeding those into his earpiece. I know that, but it still yeah. boggles my mind every time. Well, this card flipped. Now he's got a six percent chance. You don't. There's. I'm still trying to other... figure out what he has. Yeah. Let, <laughs> I see a seven and a queen and a nine. Are they all red? No, they're not. <laughs> what the fuck has he got? Why is he still playing? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because they, they they always show like just the tip of their cards. So all you can really see is is the flop. Mm -hmm. And so unless you, you watch the right ones that show all their cards down the side. That's true. It, yeah, that's, that's the true. one where I'm like looking at their cards going, okay, they got a 10-7. I don't know why they bet. And then none of the cards are sequential, close to sequential. They're different suited. I don't understand. It's like, is this a bluff? I don't know. The thing says he's got an 80% chance of winning. I Fuck, I hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and as we're saying this, I'm guessing somehow the algorithm is algorithm is also removing from play the other cards that the other players are still holding or that are out of play because they folded. So there's got to be some piece of that involved in the oh, yeah, statistical you know, it, analysis. It, it, but it, It's got to be based on the deck and what, what yeah. they, you know, they, they, yeah, you're right. They've pulled a 10, a 6, a 5, and you know, boom, boom, boom. They've seen them all. All I know is it's, I don't know. I watched I, one poker game there. They got like 10 cards or something and everything was face up. And I was just like, yeah, that's just a free for all. That's war <laughs> on steroids. I am not watching this. Go fish. I... <sighs> yeah, that's right. Yes. Do you have any twos? Uh... <laughs> He's got a 6% chance with that particular ask. Where? I don't <laughs> see the jacks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, maybe we should start the World Series of Goldfish, of Go Fish. Um, Go Fish, and... there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, we're done now. <laughs> All right, All right. so that's going to be the end of episode 52, 5-2 of Slurp Toast, a podcast. Um, <laughs> Where we recast Welcome Back, Cotter, with World Series of Poker Players. Let's just pick an old show and recast it with just, fuck, we'll just draw names from a hat. <laughs> don't toy with me um i will give you homework before the next podcast and i might not do it <laughs> i'll have to see you after class nope never mind we're done all right good night folks oh good night and by the way i forgot the uh, oh. thing on my desk conchu conchu yes where'd you get that uh, Funko made it. How about that? That is sweet. That's my new avatar. There we go. <laughs> I'm 
I'm still Steve. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>